Hi everyone, John Thornett here, another episode of the Speaking Pharmacy podcast. I hope you're all doing well, and what a fun time in pharmacy it is, eh? It was a little delicate hint of sarcasm in that comment. But how much fun is it in pharmacy at the moment? There's so many issues going on, there's so much uncertainty, but hey, um, there's things that we can control, there's things that we can't control, the things that we can't control... Just be careful of how much energy you put towards them. Make sure you put your energy towards those things that you can control. So what's been happening at peak? Well, um, uh, last week we had the WA Pharmacy Forum, which was an amazing two days of uh, uh, non-stop talking. Uh, the throat was a little bit scratchy, a little bit sore, but it was um, uh, it was amazing two days. Uh, it was really good. A lot of conversations. Just about every conversation was around 60-day and valuations. Um, so many conversations on that. But it was a good two days. Got a lot out of it. Um, it's, it, as I say, it's uh, it, it, that's just our industry. That's that that's our people. That's why we hang out there. And it's good to be able to support the industry and to see all our clients and everyone that we know there. And so... That was a, a, a great deal of fun. Um, we were between, um, our stand was between the AP group and between uh, uh, Jules. The Lending Collective. The Lending Collective. <laughs> Jules. I call her Jules because she's a beautiful lady. And uh, we had the, the, the Whipwa breakfast on the, uh, that was the Thursday morning, didn't we? Yes, it was. Yep, the Thursday morning. Uh, so we had the Whipwa breakfast, which had that one had good numbers. That was about sixty five people. Yeah, we had to reopen the tickets because we um, sold out, and then we were getting people calling up and asking. It was, you know, the most wanted ticket, the hottest ticket of town. <laughs> ticket of town. Oh my gosh! And good morning to you, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't introduced you, and all of a sudden we were, yeah, we're just talking away. Um, but uh, that was that was a great breakfast. I wasn't there because I'm not a woman. But that that was that was a that was uh, really good. And then we had the um, AP group peak strategies uh, drinks as yes. as peak has always done at the Murray World afterwards. We did, and uh, we had a good number of people there and fun and frivolities there. Oh, lots of fun! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some very interesting conversations, <laughs> but it was very good. Yes, it I, was amazing. I'm not sure how many uh, uh, the, the the spritz were drunk versus the so the, the, was, the yes. mojitos. So. Initially, I was really upset because, you know, I'm competitive and really? I wanted to, right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> John's being sarcastic if yeah. you can't tell. Yeah. Um, the Aperol spritz were coming last, um, but then we made a comeback and I saw people drinking them more. So I think the Aperol spritz one, oh, which is peak good. and the mojitos is But yes, AP. we are competitive. <laughs> um, and also um, the other thing we've been doing is about a month before that, uh, we had a awesome event with the PSA. Oh, that was... That was really good. So we had a panel which I was hosting and we had two very experienced, very good pharmacy owners there. And we had a um, health service pharmacist, we had a hospital pharmacist and an integrative pharmacist as well. And all about the different career trajectories that there are in pharmacy, different ways that... uh, uh, as young pharmacy students and uh, early career pharmacists can go about things. And not there's not just hospital or community pharmacy. There are so many ways you can go about it. And so it was, it was, uh, that was a really good event. Um, we had that at The Vibe in Subiaco. Yeah, the new yeah. hotel there. Yeah. It, it was a vibe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
but that was um, that was good. That was a um, that that was a great event. Great again, great conversations, an awesome panel as well. And I thought the host was just tremendous, wasn't he? Oh yeah, Didn't he the host was, do it? Such good. a fantastic yeah, job. Yeah, no, he was amazing. Um, w- working with the PSA and collaborating with them was like such a huge thing for us because we're so proud and like watch what they do for the industry. So it was a really fun night, really good food, really good banter. Yep. And yeah, more coming. Yes, so stay tuned for this. Yes. So let's get into today's topic. So today's topic is, and again, we talk about 60 days. I'm sure you're probably sick to death of it, but hey, um, now what I feel is important why we need to be talking about 60 day is more from the perspective of what should owners be focusing on now? And the reason the reason we want to talk about this is because, again, with valuations, we talk to many, many people, um, and the common question is, right, well, what are you going to do? What's your mitigation strategies? And, um, and what's really interesting here is the range of responses. So some are very negative, very gloomy, um, feeling quite down about it all, and, and that's, that's, that's quite okay. Others are, look, is what it is, I can't control it, um, let's just uh, get on with things. And then you look at the range of responses, and so you've got some who, oh, look, we'll just see how we go. Um, you're not sure what we're going to do, but we'll just look into it. Um, and, you know, no real mitigation strat- strategies going on at all. Um, but then we've got others who are, right, plan A, B, C, D, E, this is what we're doing. These ones we've implemented already. And by the time we've done these, we've got the team engaged, got the other partners engaged. This is what we're going to do. And I've seen a, f- a, a few like that and they're just onto it. This is what we can control. Um, others can't control things. Um, but... Um, yeah, so the range of response here is quite interesting. And um, again, at the forum, there was a, a lot of conversations about valuations. And again, these mitigation strategies come on. So what should owners be focusing on now? Number one, your leadership as owners now is absolutely vital because your team are needing you. Okay, your team are needing you. They, um, they're probably feeling uncertain as well because they hear what's going on in the industry. Am I going to lose my job? What's going to happen with our business, um, this business that we work for? Um, uh, is my hours going to be reduced? They're probably feeling a little bit uncertain themselves. And so be careful what energy you're bringing to the team. Are you bringing in, um, you know, please pardon their language, but this is shit, that shit, and everything shit, um, and, um, you know, I hate everything and very doom and gloomy. Or you're going, all right, guys, um, you know, this is what's going on. Um, here's the impact for us, but let's get together as a team and let's figure out some strategies and let's see what we can do as a team. Now, very different, uh, very different approaches, but be careful of what energy you're bringing to the team. Your team uh, and, and your business is needing you to be in control. They're needing the positive energy. They don't, and I don't mean... I'm not meaning that to be everything is going to be rosy. Uh, it's not like that at all. It's um, to be honest, everything's rosy and grey. That's probably the correct uh, the, the correct terminology because 
um, yes, we're faced with adversity, but with that will become opportunity. So be careful of what lead, what leadership and what energy you're bringing to this. Be leaders. Your team are looking up to, are looking up at you and up to you. Um, you know, get the team together and and figure out what are we control of, what are we going to do. And also switch your mind. Where is the opportunity with this? Because there will be opportunities. This this is just. Uh, this uh, issue of 60 days come around and you look at it and think, right, that is going to mean some opportunities. And some of the conversations we have some clients has actually been really good. And some of the ideas that are coming out, which wouldn't have come out if it wasn't for, for this issue, but some of the ideas coming out are actually really, really good and really encouraging. Um, and particularly um, particularly what's uh, what's been encouraging is those ones who are now going, okay, I know that there's things that we can do with price, but what about volume? Like, what do we do about volume? And all of a sudden, the marketing question, because you're starting to have some of these conversations too, aren't you? Oh, especially post-forum, I think the most commonly asked question I had was, yes, strategies on revenue opportunities and reasons for patients to come in more regularly. And I think one of the most controllable elements even before 60 days, was your marketing plan. Mm. And it's something that is definitely underutilised from a local perspective. So I'm talking about your own personalised plan, not what your banner group's doing or your sister's store. It's like what you are doing with your patient base. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so let's go through some uh, more specific things that, uh, um, that I want you to be focusing on. Number one, budgets, cash flows. Okay, you have to be doing them. What does your profitability and, and cash flow forecast look for look look like in the 24 and 24, 25? Let me get my English right. Can okay. I do that again? Yes, you can. So what do your budgets and cash flows look like for the 24 and 25 financial years? So map it out. What does what what is the 60-day impact over the course of 24 financial and heading into the 25 financial year? What's the 60-day impact? What impact are these mitigation strategies going to have? Because if I, if I look at some pharmacies and you've got, say, uh, arguments, say, hypothetical, and there's 200 grand coming off um, uh, for 60 day and 200 grand's coming off your profitability, and you look at some of the mitigation, mitigating strategies and some are going, oh, I think we'll start charging for deliveries now. We may start charging for witnessing documents. Look, all well and good. Yeah, you know, you've got to look at those things you're doing for free. Is that really going to make that much difference? Not really. It helps, but it's not going to make that much of a dent in it. So what are your big ticket items that are actually going to make an influence here? So budgets, cash flows, have to do them. So now let's look at your mitigating strategies. And there's three areas you need to look at here. One is how do you boost revenue? Number two, how do you decrease expenses? And number three, how do you manage your cash flow better? Now, I'm going to probably look at those in reverse order because most of the attention is probably going to be on the, the income side. So let's let's touch on on the cash flow uh, the cash flow issues first. So a couple of things you probably need to be looking at there is um, if uh, if you ca- if your cash flows uh, are looking a little bit tight over the course of the next couple of years, right? Step ahead, be proactive. Uh, what can you control that's going to influence? Cash flow, aside from profitability, and that's loan repayments. Okay, so go talk to your bank, talk to your broker, and say, how can we uh, free up a little bit of cash flow here, and um, 
and uh, look after our loan repayments a little bit better so that we can manage our cash flows a bit better. Also, don't forget go to go to your accountant and uh, have your pay-as-you-go instalments revised, okay? Because you're currently paying pay-as-you-go instalments based on the last lodge tax return, which given this time of year is your 22 financial year. So what happened in the 22 financial year? Vaccinations, rats. So your income is going to be overly overly well, overly flattened compared to now and that's what you're paying installments on but you're also paying installments in an era in which your profitability is more than likely going to be declining so make sure your pay as you go installments probably reflect their current profitability and not the 22 profitability and that's again that's going to be um uh it, it's gonna isn't is it the 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 once and all fix no it's not but is it going to help yes it's going to help now let's go to um, to expenses. There's a couple of things here. If you look around most of the measures that people are talking about, trading hours is probably the number one thing. And you can see that now um, amongst the, the socials and the, 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 the pharmacy uh, community is that some pharmacies are reducing their hours now. And and that, that's a response you and you do what you need to do. But um, do look at your trading hours. Is there some, like on a Sunday, some... Uh, um, uh, reducing hours on Sundays, some are just cancelling Sundays altogether, um, some are reducing some of their sort of Thursday night hours, some are closing half an hour earlier on Monday to Friday. So do have a look at that and look at what revenue are, are we actually getting during certain half hourly and hourly brackets and compared to the wage component and uh, are we actually making money from being open and uh, what is actually the impact if we did close? Are those customers and patients just going to be shifting and, and coming in to us earlier? Or are we actually going to lose them? And what's the, the long-term cost of losing those particular clients? So do have a look at those. Um, have a look at your rosters, but be careful here. Because as you remember, it wasn't that long ago that most pharmacies were screaming for staff. Couldn't find a pharmacist. Couldn't find a pharmacy assistant. Yeah, And the, everyone was complaining about how bad it was. And to be honest, it's, it's um, not necessarily any better. People are still finding it hard to find a pharmacist. Yet, while we're looking at reducing staffing hours, when it wasn't that long ago that we were tight. And so I'd be having a, a different perspective on your staffing hours. Think, well, if volumes are going to be dropping, and technically you don't need as many human hours to service reduced volume, yeah, but where's the opportunity here? What can you do with those hours that you weren't able to do before because you were, um, you were too busy? For example, um, there were uh, several pharmacies were saying, oh, look, we just haven't been able to concentrate on med checks, haven't been able to concentrate on vaccinations. Um, you know, the, the marketing, we just can't devote people to it because uh, we're, just, we're just so busy. And all of a sudden, oh, we think we need to be reducing hours. And they think, oh, no, come on. I think if look at your look at your team and think what are other things that we could be doing you could be introducing a new service yeah. okay you could actually be belting out um, more marketing you could actually be having some people who are devoted to your to your marketing efforts yeah. you've also got resources to do it and that's actually a conversation that you had yes. a few times about that yeah I have had some pretty baffling ones where I've had conversations especially from the service perspective of we don't have time for certain services for example a pharmacy that is in like a very like family 
mm. like centric area yep. and then like them not doing the boostricks, the whooping cough vaccine. Yep. But if you get someone who's pregnant, their family, it's not just their dad, it's the grandma, the granddad, yep. the sister, the, you know, the brother-in-law and, you know, they're can be quite a high price point for the service. Yeah, it's something yeah. that you could definitely push. So uh, there's so many opportunities. Not only that, a conversation that we recently had, John, is something about business development. So mm. marketing isn't just, you know, social media and websites. If you've got a pharmacist with spare time, get them going out and speaking to the GPs, the yep. physios, the yep. dentists. And go integrating with, with the community. Yes. Go talk to uh, the local sporting teams. Yeah. Uh, go talk to the local charities. Um yeah, everyone's needing help and support yes. and we're all in this together and, and our purpose here is to look after our local community. Get out there and talk to people. Yeah. Um, you'd be surprised how, how much opportunity there is out there. Mm. Um, introduce a new service. Uh, actually concentrating on the services you got and think, how do we do these better? Yes. So do you have a think about that. Don't just necessarily cut staff. Look at what else could we be doing and that's where the smart thinking is. Okay, now I want to get on to income. This is where I want to spend a bit of time here because there's two ways of looking at income. Now think, what are we doing here? Let's get down to the actual basic strategies. What, we, what are we trying to do? We're trying to um, improve our profitability to at least offset, partially offset or at least fully offset some of the impacts that 60 days going to provide us. Okay, so what do we need to do here? So we need to reduce expenses, simple maths, reduce expenses, increase income. That's that's the very simple maths of it all. But to increase income, most, most um, I won't say most, but there's significant um, uh, commentary from owners around what are we going to do with how to mitigate things. And the first response is, oh, we've got to put up our charges. So they will private script, under payment scripts, right, let's look at our, our script pricing. Let's boost that. Let's look at OTC pricing. Let's boost that. Let's look at our retail pricing. Let's boost that. Okay, let's look at our DAAs. Are we charging for them? No, well, let's charge. Let's start charging $5 a week or something. Um, let's look at um, uh, if we're doing $5, or well, can we increase the $6 or $7? So things like that. Um, people looking at... Um, you know, like I said before, charging for deliveries, charging for uh, blood pressure checks, all these things that they're doing for free, all of a sudden, should we be doing for free? Should we be charging? And all those strategies are all well and good, okay? All which are very relevant. But you're also missing one very vital point is that income or the revenue, your sales, is a combination of two factors. Price is just one. There's another factor, which is volume. Now, where some people are making the mistake is saying, well, if I sell 10,000 of these things and I put my price up by a dollar, well, there's $10,000 I'm going to have in the pocket. I think, no, you go back to your high school ec economics of, if you did high school economics, um, of a price elasticity. Okay, So what that means is there's some products which are, which are very elastic, meaning that if there's a small change in price, there's a big change in volume, okay? Because there are some items which are really sensitive. You know, fuel prices are probably a classic example <laughs> where if they drop, right, let's go, let's go top up on fuel. If they go up, well, let's, let's hang off a little bit. Um, and you've probably got, um, uh, you know, certain products, you know, your key value items in your, in your pharmacy where 
if you're if you change those prices, you're going to see significant change in volumes. And and if you put up your prices, well, what does that mean for your volumes? Because you're not necessarily going to get the same. But you're going to have other products which you can change the pricing a little bit without really hurting volumes. So you need to be careful about that. Don't assume the volumes are going to be the same. Now, where some very clever owners are coming in and saying, well, okay, well, let's look at some pricing, but let's not be too cheeky about it. But let's look at it from a different perspective. If all my competitors are putting up their prices and I don't, am I just going to be winning all the customers off them? Not all of them, that's an exaggeration. But am I going to be pulling customers away from them because they've increased the price of DAAs, their script prices have gone up, mine haven't. And all of a sudden, with a very clever marketing and, and really being out there amongst the community, that can I potentially start pulling some clients away from my patients, away from my competitors? That is also a very valid strategy. So be careful about that. Don't be too price-centric. Also think about um, those things that the other components being volume, okay? And how can you build on those volumes? And also have a look at what your competitors are doing, okay? Have a look at that. You can out-service them. You can, um, you know, you can, um, your community engagement can be that much more bold and out there that um, you, can, you can pull clients away from them, okay? But do have a look at your pricing. Do have a look at all those things. And sometimes the evolution of pharmacy means that, you know, all the free stuff that pharmacies are doing may have to be charged now, and that's fine. But just be careful about it. Also think of, um, and don't be limited in your thinking as to this is what we should be doing. Okay, this is what we should be doing um, in regards to what, what you're already doing. Like, like what I'm saying here is um, like, okay, we already offer these services and we already have these products and what are we going to do in regards to the pricing or things that we do internally? How about open your mind and expand your mind a little bit more and say, what else could we be doing for our community? What new services can we should we be introducing? And this is this part is really exciting and where it probably separates in regards to the clever owners from the not so clever owners, um, or to term it another way, the good, the bad, the ugly, is um, is some of the ideas coming up from other owners about how they can introduce a new service uh, or a new product line or new ways of going about things. And some of it's been really innovative. Um, there's some, some great ideas coming out there of, look, we haven't really done this and we've really looked into our demographics and looked at the changing in the demographics and we, I think we really could be pushing certain things towards certain demographics that there's new services that we can introduce here uh, to, to really hone in on certain uh, demographics. So do look at that as well. There's, there's so many things that you could be doing differently and some of the ideas that we've seen have been really, really good. Okay, so what I would suggest you do is for yourself as an owner, you start brainstorming some ideas. What should we be doing? But then I want you to get your team together. Get your team together and say, guys, and it's up to you as to how open and honest you want to be. Say, well, here's 200 grand, you know, 50 grand, 300 grand, whatever it is, that's coming off our profitability from 60 day, okay? That's, we can't do anything about that. That's just the way it is. 
but what can we do? What strategies can we employ here to mitigate things? And if it was me, if it was my farm sale going, I don't want to reduce hours and I don't want to cut any of your hours and I don't want to lay any of you off. I don't want to do that. So let's be proactive about things and say, right, what strategies are we going to employ now that is going to put us in the best position possible going forward? Okay, and for me it would be number one is, right, I need to make sure my marketing is absolutely on point. I need to be engaging with the community as much as possible. I need to have conversations with doctors. I need to have conversations with the landlord. But I need to have conversations with all the other people in um, my community, the local charities, the lo- local not-for-profits, sporting organisations, um, the, the, the owner of the IGA around the corner, um, all sorts of things like this. Have conversations with people. But also really get your marketing honed in. How do you, how do you get your, your social media working really well? But also how do you take advantage of all the email addresses that you've got? And what are the strategies here? What should you be doing? I'd be really honing in on that if it was me. Um, and, but I would be very much getting the team involved and, and really allocating, uh, getting ideas from the team because your team will have some wonderful ideas that you won't. That's what, that's what the wonderful thing about teams are. They look at things from different perspectives and yours is not necessarily the whole view, not necessarily the correct view that your team will contribute some amazing things. Get your team involved. And when you get that team engagement, then you have a greater ability of making sure when you implement things, that things are actually implemented and done well. So that would be my take on where you should be now and what you should be focusing on. So we can't control um, what happens uh, on the political front, but we can control what happens within our pharmacy. Okay? So um, do have a look at those things. Do the best you can this is about survival. For many of you, it's going to be about survival. And, and it's unfortunate. Um, and I, some you know, may be closing. Um, some you're probably reducing your hours. Um, and you, know, you, you do what you have to do. I know it is survival. And our houses are on the line. You know, pharmacy owners, your houses are on the line. That, that's the basic reality of it all. But do the best you can. It is about survival. Um, but just, uh, you know, think outside the square and really think differently about how you can go about it. So that's probably enough for me Yeah. Uh, for, for, for today. That's probably enough gabbling on. Oh, one thing I did want to say. Yes. Because that's the, 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 the segment of Tea with JT. Yes. And this is the, where we introduce the little jingle. <laughs> so now we play the little jingle. We had this great little exercise. We had a client come in in our mastermind program. And uh, we had this uh, great little exercise. We did this team survey. Yes. And um, and these things, because we've done a couple of times now, and they're actually really good to see what is the team actually thinking and feeling. Yeah. And, um, and we've done a couple of times of things. We, we like training on this, that, and the other, and, and really getting feedback on how they feel about the culture and whatever. But this one was really interesting on um, – so the range of uh, range of responses, but um, but also people do wanting training on certain things, and um, it's it's a gr- it's a great to do, and and it's quite humbling as an owner when you get that feedback, and and all feedback, regardless whether it's positive or negative, it is always a good thing because the positive stuff reminds you of what you're doing well, yeah. The negative stuff reminds you of things that you've let go, and that's great. 
that means that you can concentrate on these things and go back to your team, right, so how do we highlight these things? How do we get better at this? Yes. Okay. So they that, and that that was a very interesting exercise, and we've done yes. that a couple of times now, haven't we? Yes, we have. And what I love about it is the owner took on board what they were saying, and then also I think the team felt like they were heard yeah. because a couple of weeks later, um, the management team had a pretty like open dialogue with the owner about you know plans for the future and kind of where there's some holes in the management at the moment yeah. and what yeah. they can do to work together. So yeah. yeah. Very yeah. and it was completely anonymous, so everyone could just have complete open feedback. Yeah, and and that's uh, that was a good part about it is uh, they did feel free to comment, and uh, but it was a good experience, and for the owner it was a good experience because he got to see certain things that for himself he needed to improve on, mm-hmm. um, but also it allowed good conversations from management about you know staffing structures and roles and responsibilities and and where things are falling down and it's all great that because that just means we are now more informed to be able to to do better so that was really good so thanks guys um we'll be talking to you very shortly and i'll be talking to you me (laughs) (laughs) all right right. thanks everyone thanks guys see you Bye. bye